You don't need no gun control. You know what you need? We need some bullet control. We need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost $5,000. $5,000 for a bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs $5,000, there'll be no more innocent bystanders. The end. The end. Every time somebody gets shot, you be like, damn, he must have did something. Should they put 50000 dollars on the bullets in his hand? <laughs> and people will think before they kill somebody if a bullet costs $5,000. Man, I would blow your fucking head off if I could afford it. <laughs> I'm going to get me another job. I'm going to start saving some money. And you a dead man. You better hope I can't get no bullets on layaway. Check out Michigan, I can make it bounce. everybody and welcome to the fake ass radio show on podbean strangelabel.com i am your host scav d the show's brought to you by late night drunken cyber monday purchases for yourself and no one else because you're way more important than anyone else this holiday season so hopefully you've treated yourself some late night drunken cyber monday purchases coming up in the hour we got some music i don't know what i'm gonna play <laughs> i don't know what my co-host is gonna play either <laughs> but i must introduce my co-host he's my cash money millionaire <laughs> my no limit soldier <laughs> he's part of the label now say hello to Rano, everyone. Rano, what's happening? Yo, How you doing? Yo, what's up? What's up, man? <laughs> you good? Yeah, 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 I'm good. I got some uh, drum and bass music uh, playing here in the background, folks. Rano and I, uh, we love us some, some D&B, right, Rano? Absolutely. We've, uh, we've sat in front of a drum and bass uh, DJ uh, quite a few times, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and it's always fun. Fucking, uh, speaking of drum and bass, Scab D, Sex, Drugs, and Drum and Bass, Volume 4, Continuous DJ Mix, coming early February, featuring this track that I'm playing right now, and uh, about 90 more fucking bangers. <laughs> if I do it like uh, how I did on my last mix, where I'm just like, 
constantly double dropping tracks for like a hundred minutes and shit. Yeah, on some fucking uh, drum and bass athletic shit. Yeah, look out for that one. I'm stepping up the genre <laughs> with that complicated shit. And uh, I'm proud to say I'm a part of it because the shit is not fucking uh, easy at all. Rano! Yo. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good, man. Uh, I uh, We basically ordered a catered meal that you just warmed up and... I made a few sides, and you know, because you got to have that mac and cheese, but nobody makes it like, uh, like I do. Oh shit! And so I had to, uh, I had to come through with that baked macaroni and cheese, you know. Mm. Yeah, not that fucking shit you, you buy in a box and shit. Ain't nobody eating that bullshit. I might gotta get that recipe from you, my friend. I'm always uh, game for trying out a new mac and cheese recipe. Yeah, it's it. It was basic though. It was like butter cheese noodles uh what did i use i used some milk and some cream in it did you make a roux yeah basically okay. <laughs> but i didn't use any flour fuck that oh well that's not i a just roux. used i just used a little cream and in in that and it and it turned out perfect uh it was it was moist enough you know gotta have that moisture okay <laughs> and okay. uh yeah, and so, dude, it was it was gone, and people were people were you know, I mean, the small group that we had, that was one of the highlights of the uh, of the meal was, was the, the Rano mac and, mac and yeah. cheese. Yeah, I, I can actually throw it on on some mac and cheese, dude. So that's what's up. Like I said, I got to get that recipe. Maybe we can trade some shit. I've been making yeah, yeah. Uh, this one recipe for a long time now, but I'm kind of getting tired of it. So uh, yeah, it's about time for me to try something new. Yeah, what, what about you? What'd you do? I went over to our uh, our buddy Palm Stizzle's house. We'll call him Palm Stizzle. And uh, yeah, uh, it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his wife cooked it up, did everything perfectly also. Oh, uh, nice. So yeah, it was a, a very relaxing evening as well. So yeah, good times. Good times over there too. So successful Thanksgivings all around, it sounds like. Yeah, I drank a lot and I ate a lot and I watched a lot of football. So I mean, that whole weekend was all about football, anyway. So yeah, Lions I was, lost. I was off. Raiders yeah, yeah. won, and that's all that yeah. really matters. Yeah, but they got a win today. So horseshit. I was very upset about that. I wanted to see them uh, not win a single game, but hey, it is what it is, and uh, you know the rebuild continues. Yeah, but I don't know. That's that's rough. You know, I mean, you don't want to go winless. I mean, it it. it it devastates the franchise. It really does. And it, it's, it's really hard to start from that kind of rubble and try to build a team. I mean, literally, like, nobody on, the, on that current roster, if they went over, could possibly be on the team going forward. So you didn't want that. And you don't want guys like, you know, Taylor Decker, you know, the offensive lineman, and, you know, some of the other veterans on the team. Some of, I mean, you could call them veterans or you don't want Hawkinson, you know, guys that have been there a year or two, uh, you know, you don't want rookies to kind of have that bottom low mentality. I think it does something to you. I think it did something to Calvin Johnson. I think it did something to, to that team and to those players to, to go over. So, I mean, a win's a win. You'd have thought was, they'd won the motherfucking Super Bowl and shit after how they were celebrating after that shit, too, man. It was dude, pretty fucking funny. That shit was <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> our owner ran up and hugged the coach, and he picked her up and swung her around like she's some fucking 
prom queen or some shit like i was like what the fuck is that dude like could you imagine like fucking bill belichick picking up robert Kraft <laughs> and swinging his ass around like fucking uh like uh some fucking dirty dancing some <laughs> yeah <laughs> that shit was fucked up yeah i don't think i ever need to see that ever again no, no. but I, I don't know man like i don't know man i don't know how i feel about dan campbell like this feels like a fucking high school team it really does yeah very jv yeah very jv man. Like, these fucking clowns you know i mean yeah you kind of want some professionalism and I, and I know he's a rah-rah like oh i love this city like he gave you know, I mean, in the end, he, you know, he, he dedicated the, the performance and gave the game ball to the Oxford shooting victims and everything like that. Right. And that was something great to see. Right. It was and, and everything like that. But he's still a fucking douchebag. <laughs> no doubt. Like, yeah, no I'm doubt. Not, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there were points in the game where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like. Dude, halfway it, through I'm, that fucking game, we were all on the text thread like, fire Dan Campbell now. Fire him. Fire him. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> because the coaching mistakes are still there, and they were still able to overcome that. And he even said that in his press conference, like, oh, yeah, like, we put our team in a bad place. We put our defense in a bad place, you know, going for it on your 28 on fourth and one, you know. Right. And not getting it. It was head scratching i was like what the fuck was that fucking and, and so, uh gaff looked like he pulled it together at the very end there fourth yeah, quarter yeah yeah he pulled okay. it together and uh well, yeah, i, mean, I, I couldn't believe it i said to my lady he looks very composed right now like i don't know why but he might just get this shit done right now and uh yeah, he totally yeah. did so i don't think Goff is as trash as everyone makes him out to be like, I think he's on a team that is – nobody would want this job. I mean, there's only 32 of them. Right. And the best we could do was a tight ends coach as our head coach, an offensive coordinator that just got fired from San Diego and Anthony Lynn. Right. And, you know, if you want to end your career, this is a perfect place to do it. At least you pick up a nice fat paycheck before you go riding off into the sunset. <laughs> it's where football – Goes it's where fo football alum goes to die. Yeah. <laughs> the place where God hates the Detroit Lions. He does. <laughs> he does. I've talked to him about it. <laughs> I hate him. It's like, yeah. I fucking hate these motherfuckers, man. There's nothing they <laughs> yeah. can do ever going to make me like them. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, they fucked up Barry's career. They fucked up Calvin's career. <laughs> I won't say they fucked up Stafford's career because Stafford made a fuck ton of money. And he still didn't win shit. Oh, he's not paid. one playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Stafford. Yeah, absolutely and his, paid. And his fucking like... pretzel fucking throwing wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she need to shut the fuck up. Seriously, if I'm yeah, uh, yeah. If I'm uh, Papa Stafford, I'm stepping in like, yo, honey, uh, I think you're done at these games for a while. Oh, he did. He did. He did. He he put a ban on the on the road games. She no longer goes to road games. Oh, I wouldn't have her at any games. You know what? I will say this. In her defense, depending on where she was at, the shit people say, you know, talk about Stafford all you want. You got to suck that shit up, man. There's going to be you, people you in the stands that are going to be like, fuck you, you bum. You're a yeah. bum, Stafford. And uh, that, you can't hey, throw a pretzel at them. Hey, no, that is that That's is assault. Fine. That's assault. That is, 
Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's a salted um, pretzel. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're you know spitting vitriol and, and nastiness to her and, and i don't know if her kids were in the stand with her or whatever but that happens quite a bit you know uh josh hamilton was a, a player for the rangers and apparently you know i mean uh they were on the road and i think they were in la at the time or something like that and he struggled with, like substance abuse or whatever but i don't even think it was about that I think it was just like straight up. They started going after his family and saying nasty shit to his family and his wife and shit and his kids. I think that's fucked up. That crosses a certain line. And if she threw the pretzel in defense of (laughs) her family, you know, then I will I will totally back her on that because, you know, I mean, it's better her throwing a pretzel and like not a bunch of hands and shit, you know, like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. Or a hot cup of piss. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because, you know, I mean, it gets pretty ugly. It gets pretty ugly at these games. I mean, have you seen any of these fights on Twitter or IG, you know, at these games? Yeah, they're just falling over the seats and shit. It's real sloppy. Yeah, but dude, like, people are fucking wilding out at these games. It's like they forgot how to act and they, they forgot what it, what it is to go see a game. They line. say that uh, COVID kind of fucked everybody up and everybody being inside. Yeah. I'm reading articles about how uh, a lot of like career service people, you know, hotel and restaurant people are quitting after 25 years in the biz because everybody is just pissed off and angry and it's, the worst it's ever been to the point where they don't even want to do it anymore. They're fucking willing to change their entire profession because well, everybody yeah, is a fucking dickhead yeah. now. Well, they're, they're willing to go to Amazon and make 17 to $20 an hour and have benefits and piss in a bucket. Hey, <laughs> dude, they had like some video of people being spit on, uh, people defecating in lobbies. You know, I mean, come on, man. Like, dude, it ain't that serious. Yeah, motherfuckers yeah. are crazy now, dude. Yeah, going straight buck fucking wild, dude. I guess, like, I motherfuckers know. have been shitting in restaurants, like, on the floor for a while. There was that bitch up in Toronto or something a couple of years ago when she went to a Tim Hortons and, like, threw hot shit at everybody. Dude, I would have <laughs> fucking murdered her with my bare hands. That's what I said. I think that's exactly what I said. Like, if somebody, like, throws a hot shit at me, like, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to take them the fuck out. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... I'm going to strangle them with my bare hands. And, like, if I if I get shit on me, it's it's on you forever. That shit Dude, doesn't wash is, off. It is bad enough <laughs> to have somebody spit at you. Like, like that is... That is like a line of demarcation of like, I'm a fuck you up. Like you just crossed the line. That's like, like when, shit. My brother and I used to do to each other when we yeah, were like dude. really pissed. We would spit on each other. It was so yeah, insulting. Exactly. It is. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's one of the most disrespectful fucking things you can do. It's like if you had like a little leather glove and you came up and slapped somebody in the fucking face with that shit. It's like, yeah, just dude, like, like that. And, and then you have a duel and somebody's got to die. And then somebody got to so fucking like, die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's the same shit for spitting on people. Like you spit on somebody, like some bodily fluids come out of your <laughs> fucking mouth. Like you got to go. Like your time on earth is up. Somebody got to go. Somebody does. 
<laughs> yeah, that shit is nasty. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah. But fuck the Lions. Fuck Dan Campbell. <laughs> and, uh, however, like I said, Dan Campbell did something very endearing in the end, and he dedicated the game ball to the victims of Oxford and the Oxford community. So there we go. He still I tried to fucking tried suck, to wrap but... that up for you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I got uh, uh, a little more correspondence about uh, putting the word bitch to bed. Ron from our last episode, uh, episode 155. Brett from Hot Butter Podcast. You know Brett, actually, Ron. He says, yeah. uh, don't do it. Don't put it to bed. And uh, I should continue oh, to be myself. Shit. Yeah. Keep the show real. Because that's what real, makes real, the show son. fun. Yeah. Real, real, son. <laughs> my uh, my <laughs> ex-girlfriend also agrees as well, if you could believe that. She listened, and uh, she says she's not offended when people say it and uh, I should keep saying it because wow. I'm not really doing wow. any serious harm. It, it's usually playful, right? So uh, there you go, man. Yeah, I just can't, can't fucking make anybody happy. <laughs> I no, can't make can't. anybody happy. And as soon as, I, as soon as I try to fucking polish myself up a little bit, man, motherfuckers call me out on that shit. Especially in today's, you know, in today's world, no, nobody is ever really going to be happy. So motherfuckers want me to keep it grimy. They fucking, they... Pull me right hey. back in. I hate right to say back. it, but they're right, though. They're right, man. And uh, we'll have to see how I end up, man. Our audience is wonderful, Ron. They're yeah, all yeah. they're fucking great, man. And uh, you and I have known Brett Postal from Hot Butter Podcast for quite a spell. Yeah, I think right? middle school, right? Brett, exactly. Brett was one of the first people I met when I moved to your fucking yeah. sleepy-ass little town in fucking 1992. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, like you said we were fucking middle school and shit and uh we've known Was each other for school? a long time. Yeah. Fucking middle school. Fucking sixth grade. Maybe. Nineteen ninety two. Clarkson Middle School. It's called yeah, junior okay. high school yeah, at the yeah. time. Okay, so like he was you know, he was a big hockey guy and so he was there when I got there, and yeah, he was definitely playing hockey in uh, sixth grade yeah, too, for and sure. So, like, this I just remember, Jesus. yeah, and I just remember, <laughs> like, there was there was a few like hockey people that lived in my neighborhood and stuff like that, and and um, and so I was like, well, wait, like, did we go to elementary school together? And so, like, for a quick second, I was like, wait, he probably no, went we to didn't. Bailey Lake, yeah, just to get like super regional <laughs> for our audience and shit, yeah. There's somewhere, different elementary schools, depending on where you fucking lived. You had to go to different. So Ron and yeah, Brett uh, did not go to the same fucking elementary school. And I didn't either, because I didn't even no, fucking live no. anywhere near there. I moved to fucking Clarkston, and I met these but no, in middle I mean, school. He, he definitely, he definitely um, played hockey with a lot of guys that I grew up with, you know, and, and this is going back to elementary school. Did you go to the uh, Clarkston Senior 1999 party at the Deer Lake Country Club? I did. <laughs> I and did. Uh, did you see our boy Brett passed out in the middle of the racquetball court because he ate a really strong weed brownie that Skeddy made? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't remember. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. Do my dad chaperone that? Really? Oh. Yeah. So I wonder if my dad remembers. <laughs> you should ask him. You should totally ask him. 
No, I didn't like, go. Hey, I didn't even go, Do so I missed that. You remember a passed out white kid? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I definitely remember going, and uh, I went with, you know, at the time, my high school sweetheart. And oh, so, man. yeah, like, it was, it was fun. Oh, definitely ask your pops about that, dude. Oh, you, yeah, you should have yeah. him on. If he does remember it, we should have him on. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that he does. I mean, oh, God. But yeah. yeah Anyways, man. Uh, I appreciate all the uh, audience feedback, commentary. We appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, your honest feedback. It keeps me honest. It keeps Ron honest. So, uh, God damn it. I Not guess, really. Uh, I don't give a shit what any of you think. And uh, I'm, a, yeah, I'm like, a grown man. I pay fucking property taxes. Like, I give a shit. Oh, I do too. God damn it. <laughs> My property taxes suck. <laughs> suck my summer ones oh god yeah 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 but anyways man well I, we'll see if i say fucking bitches anymore yeah. i'm really way into saying broads again honestly so uh you know we'll see yeah and that's a yankee thing so speaking of broads uh jussie smollett <laughs> juicy smoulier at <laughs> <laughs> uh original mighty duck motherfucker <laughs> is uh his whole uh, hate crime hoax case has gone to trial now, right? I don't know if you've heard about this. The uh, 39-year-old actor is accused of allegedly orchestrating a hate crime against himself, telling people that two white men in MAGA hats attacked him, shouted racial slurs, and put a noose around his neck, right? And then, just weeks after this alleged assault, two brothers... Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about two big black guys who are actually brothers who knew Juicy through his uh, old TV show Empire. They end up telling police that Smoulye actually paid them 3500 bucks to stage the whole thing. Right? Uh, I mean, that's not a lot of money. No, it isn't. When you're facing a fucking felony. And it's like a nasty felony, too. Yeah. Nasty felony. That's like terrorism type shit. Yeah. So... Dave Chappelle, he's already said it all about this case in his fucking Netflix comedy special, right? I can't add any more humor to this. I don't think there's anything else we can add to this. All I can say is uh, I hope this motherfucker's found guilty and I hope they throw the book at his ass because, I mean, what a yeah. bad look. What a bad look. Yeah, but who was, like, hurt in, that, in the process? The gay community. I think this really? motherfucker played himself. You played yourself, homie. Yeah, but really, who was hurting this? Like, I mean, it was uh, aside from himself. It, yeah, it was a victimless crime, and so I mean, come <laughs> on, like you're gonna throw him in fucking prison. I think he'll love prison. Oh, stop! <laughs> no soap oh. on a rope for this motherfucker, man. No, no way, dude. dude. This dude, <laughs> no. this dude, just no. gonna keep, just keep kicking that, that shit around the shower like he's fucking Charlie Chaplin with his hat and shit. That's he's so a awful. <laughs> That's so awful. No, like, <laughs> dude, run, it didn't work like that. Run, how many years do you think he set gay dudes back with this horse shit? Come on, man. It's, it's gonna be like, a while. It's gonna be a while dude, before it, I can trust another gay dude again. Motherfucker, it's not gay people. It's <laughs> black people. It's like black people who are at the center of this shit. Oh, I didn't really. I, said, I, I didn't get that. I, I got gay people. Maybe I've got issues with gay people, I guess. I did not no, get yeah, the whole like, black no, aspect. This was, no, this was all about this was all about him being, him being black because at the end of the day, 
you're black before you're anything. <laughs> His gayness stood out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, so black people are like, so, really, motherfucker? Like, you're gonna you're gonna do this fucking boy cried wolf shit when we already have all this shit we already got to worry about. I mean, you've already got people being attacked by bystanders trying to make citizens arrests and shit like that and and saying you were in a place where you weren't supposed to be or something like that so yeah it's more about him being black than gay like well that was what i got from it so i guess like (laughs) i'm hoping i represent the popular opinion uh no you don't (laughs) well you might well popularly yeah but uh i'm I'm kind of pissed at gay people as opposed my, to black people. No, no. In my world, <laughs> like black people are like, what the fuck, man? Like, are, are you serious? All right. Well, I'll change it to black people. How many fucking years did he set black people back with this fucking horse shit? I mean, because we already have this shit. The, you know, the, the case down in Georgia and shit like that, which, you know, those guys are, are found guilty, you know, thankfully. But you got to think about the Trayvon Martins and shit like that and, and people who didn't win their cases. And, right. And, and things swung in in the opposite way it's already hard enough to win a case like that and then to throw the whole fucking trump thing in there like they needed to add more fuel to the fire and it, it was just fucking irresponsible as fuck absolutely that's so, why i think yeah, they need dude. to throw the fucking book at this motherfucker well i mean <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like i said it's a victim of this crime I have a hard time for, you know, him him going away like that, but you make a good uh, point by it being victimless. But uh, you know what? You're hurt by it, Ron. Gay people are hurt by it. <laughs> so is it really keep, victimless? You're just, you're just gonna keep working that angle, aren't you? <laughs> Work whatever angle I can. Sharp and precise. Fucking oh, he might actually take the stand tomorrow and fucking testify. Oh, so geez. I'm not sure what he's gonna have you to say imagine yeah what he has to say yeah to defend Probably himself fucking stupid i don't know he's a fucking actor that's the only thing he's a fucking actor so he's got that going for him he honestly might not have a problem with it up there so i don't know man like i do feel he might you know serve some time i don't know i mean it's, it's just so hard to tell but if he if he was only offering thirty five hundred dollars for this i mean it's not like he's got that fucking uh, get out of jail money either, though. Like thirty five hundred dollars, like that ain't shit. <laughs> no, that's a mere that that yeah, could man. be a mere pittance to his vast estate. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Terrence Howard is making all that money. I don't and, and Taraji Henson or whatever her name is. They're they're the ones I who it was get Taraji. paid. Out. It's Taraji. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> well, damn! I've got a whole fucking fake ass radio show commercial that I made about that show where I pronounce her name Tara G. So <laughs> I thought it was Tara G. It will yeah, forever remain that way. Yeah, dude, it's Taraji. She was all fucking in uh, hustle and flow and all that shit, dude. Tara G. Taraji. God damn it! Well, who knows? We'll see how Juicy Smoulier does up there on that goddamn stand if they put him up there, and how he does, man. He has any fucking problems with shit, man. Someone who certainly uh, will have some problems in court, though, is that 15-year-old kid involved in the Oxford High School shooting that uh, took place last week. 
Let's yeah, get that into gets that. Fucked and, this, and rightfully so. This is some local news for me here in Michigan. Uh, I think that shit actually did go national, right? Sleepy Joe said some shit about it. Did it go national? Did oh, you, you hear mean it? Joe Biden? Yeah. Did you hear anything about that in fucking uh, Texas? Obviously, I did. I okay. Mean, uh, I'm just making sure. It or whatever. Okay. And then, you know, everyone, you know, that I work with and, you know, people around wow. me know that it, I'm from Michigan. So it's. Oh, like, wow. Okay. They were like, well, how close is Oxford to where you're from? Um, I was like, it's really close. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not very far at all. <laughs> and, um, it could be considered a part of the same community. I mean, and then, you know, come to find out there's somebody that we know whose son was uh, one of the victims as well. I mean, it's just. And apparently one of the girls who actually passed had just transferred from Clarkston, where Ron and I are from, to Oxford. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. So, uh. Yeah, goddamn, man. Fucking gun violence and crazed anger. <laughs> we're uh we're not strangers to it here in Michigan. Uh the well, you know, the, the term I mean. fucking going postal. And I don't mean Brett Postal, who <laughs> I mentioned earlier. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, going postal. That originated has he, has here. He given you consent? Huh? Has he has he even given you consent to say his name? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. He did a podcast. Everyone knows Brett. Brett Postal. Oh, yeah, okay. All Brett right, with right, one right. T. He only needed one to get the job done. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely know my man name. Yeah, fucking uh, going postal, that term fucking originated here because some motherfucker shot up a post office near Detroit back in the 90s. Right? Yeah. And the media went yeah. crazy with it. Mm-hmm. So we're not brand new to casual fucking gun violence here in Michigan. Well, uh, no, and then, and then I feel like we invented of, it. Right. And then you had a string of uh, post office employees with workplace violence so i uh, between flint yeah. and detroit i mean god damn dude it is what it is here in michigan and i'm yeah, honestly yeah. surprised that we're just now getting our first mass school shooting here i hate to say it but i'm just i'm surprised that it's just now happening fucking like, as soon as this fucking story broke ron <laughs> i uh came home and i immediately put on the classic michael moore documentary bowling for columbine well, yeah, I remember. Just, that was our senior year yeah. of high school. Yeah. That happened. Just to kind of watch yeah. that shit speed up my thought process on everything that's about to happen in the wake of this tragedy, this this well, terrible I, tragedy. Well, I don't. And I tried to stay as much out of the news out of it just because, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I went full in. I didn't. I don't want to, like, insert myself into being, like, somebody that was traumatized by it because i feel like that's fucking offensive as shit and i feel like there are some people i don't even really want to go into you like michael moore i'm just saying you're saying but but, michael moore is offensive like like obviously i feel awful for the people that are there as a father who has a son who was in high school oh he's done now yeah he graduated a year early oh wow um so yeah i'm glad because his high school is over like 4,000 students Jeez. and yeah, it's fucking huge. And I hate to say it, but there's no way that they can protect all those kids there. And there are cops that are posted up there 24 seven. As long as there's kids in the school, there's like police 
departments. It's one of the largest high schools in the state of Texas. It's like in the top three. 4,000 so, kids sounds like a lot of fucking kids, dude. Dude, so. yeah. Like, I mean, there are a ton of kids there. And if somebody, you know, opened fire there, you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, you could do some serious damage there. And so, yeah, like, obviously I feel for these people, but I'm not going to try to insert myself as a victim or someone who's been victimized by it. But, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, anybody with kids or nieces and nephews or, you know, any sort of family members, I think any, anybody can empathize with this situation and, um, or, or sympathize, not empathize, but sympathize with this situation and, and, you know, your, your heart goes out to these people. But, uh, I, I definitely, I'm definitely not, you know, trying to chase down the story. I mean, obviously, uh, when it was happening, I was looking at it and I was like, wow, I mean, that's crazy Oxford because it's, it's, you know, it's a small community and, and, um, you know, there's a, a network of small communities there. I still consider Clarkson a small community. Right. And, um, and so it's just not something, uh, that you want to see, you don't want to see it anywhere, but you know, in those small communities, the ricochet and the, the after effect of all this is, is going to be there for years to come. I get why you don't want to be into it because you have a son of your own and that makes a lot more sense. I, I don't, I have no kids. So yeah, I just put myself right into it. I watched this fucking movie and uh, I hate to say this uh, is sadly still a very relevant fucking documentary and uh, it might well, yeah. be the most relevant it's ever been, man. And well, yeah, I mean, what was that? So we're going 22 years ago, Columbine or something like that. He should do fucking Bowling for Columbine too. There's no better time well, for it, I'm telling you. And I mean, especially it's him being from fucking Michigan. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it, it's not even like Flint is like that far away from there either. So do you remember that um, fucking movie? I never watched it. You should watch it. I never did. Like I said, I don't go chasing these stories michael moore is a dickhead like he really is but like he actually makes some good points in this movie there's some clever editing and shit that goes on but like he actually I makes know. some very good points there's a part in this movie ron where he talks about a five-year-old boy in michigan that shot and killed one of his classmates you remember this when it happened no i don't yeah i don't this kid brought a gun to school i think it was in flint or something near flint and uh yeah kid brought a gun to school went off killed a little girl and like he's the youngest person to kill somebody or some shit like that right happened here in a classroom not long after columbine so again we're not strangers to gun violence here no (laughs) we aren't but in in that murder mitten man is is us native detroiters so lovingly call it well Um, i mean dude it happens everywhere and if you look at statistically it, do, it doesn't matter where you're at i mean i, I don't want to rehash a bunch of like statistics or gun control bullshit either right, right. We, this but is that, america that's the problem and we've that's already problem, said it though. we've said it all on this show man we've yeah but that's so that's many the problem is is every time that that you that you talk about solutions everything becomes political and then you have you know and then obviously you have corporations and organizations with vested interest in maintaining the status quo or whatever. And, and it's just, I don't know. I don't have the solutions. I mean, 
you know, we have people going into a restaurant and you can't even eat at a restaurant without somebody opening fire. Dude, less than a mile away from my house, some dude walks into a restaurant and opened fire on people and killed people like less than a mile from where I live. And I don't live in a bad neighborhood or anything like that. No, you don't. And dude, I mean, there's really nothing to stop it. And, and so I don't know, man. Uh, that's why I like to stay at home. Uh, <laughs> My shit isn't really like after seeing and hearing about all this, it's not even really about gun control. Cause again, we've tried to say whatever we can about gun control after every mass shooting that we've reported on, on this show. Well, right? yeah, you can fucking Google any mass shooting in this country in the last six years and just listen to the episode we put out right after that happened and shit, you know, like we've already said it all. I think my yeah. concern is like about mental health lately and I like, mean, yeah, how do we make it so people aren't fucking assholes here? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. There, I don't know. Like the, there's this rogue. I thing. don't know. There, man. There's like this rogue thing and, and there's this attitude that we have because we're Americans and uh and there, it's like motherfuckers just got a chip on their shoulder, man. Yeah, and I, and I believe that like there's like this this individualism that we have that's somewhat unique uh, here because everything here is so based on the individual and not so much the group. And so you know, you saw it with vaccines, you saw it with all kinds of of things like that. You know, uh, Americans aren't fans of of you know big government ideas only when it comes to certain things and like i said i'm, I'm not going to get any any of that uh because it's pointless because every everybody has like this their own really bad opinion on everything and and, and so who knows all i know is there are models that work in other countries and they're based on on gun control and having stricter laws and everything like that and you know people can say they don't work but i mean there's evidence where it does however that is because there is a collective a sort of community and collectivism that doesn't exist here i don't think it does people can say you know yeah americans are generous or blah 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 but dude like i said we we don't have this this collectivism we don't have this you know social responsibility or things like that or, or it seems like we don't no we weren't like singing on our fucking balconies and shit uh all all during covid and shit we were fucking looting every store we could for fucking toilet paper <laughs> yeah, and shit. dude yeah people were like buying up all the toilet paper dude you couldn't even fucking find a brisket yeah <laughs> no food no beef no toilet paper it's horrible <laughs> yeah dude they literally had to close the grocery store at like seven o'clock just be like all right we're cutting you motherfuckers off at 7 p.m like if you ain't here from the hours of 11 to 7 you ain't getting shit homeboy <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's gonna work all fucking night just so we can fucking open up for the few hours that we can while you motherfuckers just raid this fucking place so and destroy it, yeah man like i just don't think yeah we don't have that like it's weird like sometimes like americans can be like really super cool and compassionate like 
when it came to the Katrina thing, I mean, you saw people coming down and, you know, from, from Michigan, Ohio, the Dakotas, you know, all over the country to, to come and chip in and help people out and stuff like that, you know, bring right. supplies, you know, rescuing people. And then you see like, there's people with boats there and, and, and they're, they're trying to evacuate people on, on their own personal boats and stuff like that. You got people coming over from Texas, you know, trying to get in there, get their hands dirty and, and, and help as much as they can. And, and then you have shit like this, like, dude, like I can't even wipe my own ass. Like, no. you know, I ain't got nothing to wipe my ass with, you know? No. So, so it's fucking weird. And, and you know, it's, <laughs> it's, that you know, I don't know, man, like, Sometimes there could be like that, that compassion or whatever. And then, you know, I mean, after tragic events, Americans do have a way of galvanizing and coming together. They really, really do. It is somewhat envious to, to people who don't have that. But here we have shown that we, we can galvanize and we can all be for one cause in times of tragedy. But it does seem sometimes like we don't. Well, we definitely got to fucking build each other up now, man. Yeah. We know what's not going to get done in terms of gun control here in this country. Uh, what won't we do to help the mental health of the people here now? Like, what should we be doing but won't ever get done here? Like, yeah. Because there were warning signs with this 15-year-old kid, for sure. There were so fucking many. Right, right. From, like, his cryptic social media posts about, quote-unquote, becoming death. And shit. Right, right. To the meeting his fucking parents had with Oxford High School counselors the morning of the goddamn shooting. Right. They said right. Like three hours before. Yeah. They, they, 10 a.m. School. Yeah. Three hours. 10 a.m. His parents are there talking yeah. with his teachers and shit. 12 p.m. He's shooting up the goddamn school. Like. Well, right, dude. But but then here here's another thing. You know, it's it's our First Amendment. It's our First Amendment right. Obviously, you know, in the future we're gonna have to start taking these threats more serious there's probably uh gonna have to be uh a little more action but i mean it, it's we're probably gonna have to go overboard because i mean you can't even if you're joking you can't say bomb on a fucking plane no like mm -mm. I, I mean it's just a fucking federal offense you can't talk about harming the president the feds will show up at your fucking house right there's just some shit forget if it seems like a waste of resources you just have to allocate those resources to really really shaking these threats out dude motherfuckers knew and they knew something people. was amiss yeah. and you need to charge people well you know hopefully charge that might happen that might happen here man no that i'm saying happen. like even for because because if you did that you know if you did that in a public place if you yelled bomb dude you get brought up on charges like, it's not just some fucking joke. Like, that's what needs to be done. So, you know, if that's the case, then fucking, like, Juicy Smollett, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, you yell yeah. bomb on a fucking plane? Motherfucker, you're getting locked up. Or the comedian T.J. Miller, he was on yeah. uh, Silicon Valley. He called in a fake bomb threat in New York in a subway because he didn't like a lady. So he called a bomb threat in on her and shit, thought it was funny. But uh, shit needs to be taken seriously, like you said, yeah. And yeah, nobody you know. did anything with this kid, man. Nobody yeah. did shit. Yeah, they didn't tell anybody. 
They did not take him seriously. They didn't fucking search him. They fucking yeah. let this kid go back to fucking class. Yeah, you scream fire. You, you know, I'm, I mean, you pull a fire alarm. You know what? Like, boom. Like, that's just it. You don't fuck around. Some things are not funny. And, and some things aren't a joke. And then, and then, you know, the one thing that I did hear, because I do have nieces and nephews still in the school system in, in the Oakland County area. Well, I heard in the Metro Detroit area, they closed over 50 fucking schools because of fucking copycat threats. Yeah, that happened too, Ron. Yeah, dude. So There was a charge. bunch of Christmas parades that were supposed to happen. They got canceled too this weekend and shit. Yeah, it's very serious. They're taking yeah, it very dude. seriously now. Charge them, motherfucker. Charge them like if you yelled bomb on a fucking American Airlines flight. I feel like you got to lynch the parents, right? <laughs> you gotta you gotta get a fucking angry mob of like local people outside their house and like you gotta burn that motherfucker down right uh, well i don't know about that but <laughs> you, you call know, bust I mean, that ass when they come running out the burning house ron but, but you like freddie krueger you have to do something <laughs> just because there needs to be that line drawn to say okay like either it's a joke or this is enough to take serious but you wouldn't do it just to be funny you know that there are serious consequences from pulling some shit like that. You know, I mean, you can't file a fucking fake police report. Like, there are laws that would stop, you know, things such as that. You know, so, so I don't see why they can't get something Republicans, Democrats, on the books fucking by the end of this week on some shit like that. I think by the end of this week, fucking angry townsfolk are coming together and fucking... <laughs> Lynch motherfuckers in Oxford, dude. Lynch dude, his parents, cause, dude. Cause that's that's crazy. You know, I mean, even still, even still, you make a threat like that, you talk about, you know, shooting up a school. Like, dude, I'm sorry, man. That's a fucking either a felony or it's got to be something punitive, and and somebody has to fucking feel it. So it can't be like, oh, here's a little two hundred and fifty dollar fine. No, fry those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Put their nuts up on a fucking on a dresser, just their nuts, and bash them <laughs> shits with a spiked bat. Like bah, bah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like you, you got to do something, man. Like, like that would stop that. And there's one thing we, I think we can all agree on is, is like there's some shit you can't joke about. And, and that's one of those things. You can't talk about harming the president and you can't talk about, you know, you can't yell fire on a, in an elevator or whatever, wherever it is. You can't pull a fire alarm. There are certain offenses that, you know, even if you're just trying to make a joke, it ain't funny, motherfucker. And just don't do it. Kids, don't make fake terrorist threats. Yeah. It's not going to work out well for you. No, it, it's just going to piss people off. Yeah, and it's just insane. It's just insane because you're going to get in big trouble too. Shit. Dude, the you fact that get... he bought, you know, the fact that the dad bought the gun like the Friday before on Black Friday is just. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. It, I don't it, think I'm the only one with this thought process either. They actually fucking found these motherfuckers on the lamb hiding in a warehouse basement in Detroit, which is about well, an hour I heard it away. It was an art studio. Something yeah. like maybe it was an art warehouse. There you go. Or something like that. I don't in know. Beverly Hills. Yeah, Cop. it was in a basement or, or something like that. Yeah. But the so, fact that they ran already shows you that these are cowardice motherfuckers. 
and they, they were near the Canada. They're maybe going to cross the border. No, they would have got pop going into Canada. Canada doesn't fuck around. If you're going to escape, escape through Mexico. Don't escape through Canada. Maybe they're trying to hop, <laughs> hop on a boat or some shit. You never know, man. But uh, Hey, the still, whole family, man. they all locked up now, man. They all in custody. And yeah, uh, yeah. they're being uh, held accountable for this fucking kid's action. So, uh, yeah, this fucking kid is getting everybody in trouble. Yeah, and, man. Uh, obviously, the kid's fucked. Like, they caught him. I'm not going to say his name. Well, I'm not going to fucking... Well, yeah. he surrendered. Uh, Which was good. But I'm, I, yeah, I'm not saying his fucking name. I'm not going to fucking glorify that little shit. Like, yeah, man. Again, this I mean, is, this is America. He'll probably be on the fucking cover of Rolling Stone just in time for next month's issue, probably. But, uh, yeah, a fucking kid didn't maybe, fucking kill himself. Maybe yeah, until right? the next one happens. <laughs> I mean, that that's literally what we do. I mean, we hop from one horror story to the next. Yeah, we celebrate. And it, becomes, and it just becomes like a news cycle thing, you know? I mean, unfortunately, it's just, yeah. it's just part of the news cycle. Kids going to stand trial and shit. Like, yeah, normally these motherfuckers kill themselves, like, you know, right no, after no, they do, they dirt. No, no, he's suicide watch and shit. So, like, you know, he wants to kill they're trying. They're trying yeah. to, like, bring him to justice. Yeah. His parents are on suicide watch, so they're going to try to bring them to justice. Um, we might actually get, like, some kind of strange motives here with this kid like you don't normally get a lot of resolve sometimes so who knows well, we'll see what happens, I mean, man. it was it was obviously when the story broke and you know people uh blame bullying and, and things like that but even still you know i don't know man like you gotta bring fighting back you should be able to go fucking confront your bully and punch him right in the fucking mouth instead there you of go. getting expelled it's better than you know something else you know it's better than this shit you know i mean that's how we had to deal with bullies right yeah we had to beat like, them up in the stairwell yeah uh, yeah and if you said some shit and if you said some shit and you couldn't back it up dude you got dude you got your fucking dick knocked in the dirt you got popped in the mouth yeah 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 i did no time a couple no of times time. you know i was feeling myself yeah <laughs> Couple motherfuckers put me on my ass, dude. God damn, dude. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it happens. You know, and that's just the the natural order of things. You know, just you know, sometimes you just you got to take that L, man. <laughs> Keep on moving. <laughs> Shit, man. Fucking Oxford. It's like a half yeah. hour away from me. They have the best fucking double bacon cheeseburger in oxford at this place called red naps and i don't even want to fucking i don't even want to go there anymore man like Oxford's i don't like, know man yeah it's like a sad place yeah it's a like sad yeah, place I, in my head. i'm sure it's got to be pretty somber and it's gonna fuck me know, up rightfully so you know i mean it, it, you know we're not making light of any of this but i wouldn't want to go there i really wouldn't like i said i mean i haven't been chasing this story obviously the questions that I had for myself and, you know, for the, for my loved ones that are still in the, in those communities, I needed some questions answered for myself and things right. like that. And so that's, that's as far as I've taken it. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to find out who this fucking kid is and the video games that he played or the music he listened to or what he looked like or anything like that. I don't care. Like I really don't. And that's not something I'm, that's not something I'm going to get into. 
it's not entertaining to me at all. It's awful. And, and you know, like I said, I want to know the bare minimum. And I'm just the, wondering how the fucking double bacon cheeseburger is going to taste, man. I don't think it's going to fucking Jesus. taste the same after this shit. <laughs> God damn it. It's not going to taste good, man. You're fucking mass fucking, murder. You're a fucking moron. Mass murder, man. It just fucking it just makes everything taste like shit. How somebody sticks their dick in your fucking double cheeseburger? <laughs> Fuck your double cheeseburger. American mass murder, man. It's just fucking making the fucking double bacon cheeseburger of life uh, taste like complete shit. I hope somebody Ron. Bust a nut in that shit. <laughs> I hope they recognize your voice. <laughs> They're like, this is that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a special sauce for his bitch ass. <laughs> Ron, motherfucker. I'm tired of the tired of the gun violence in this country. <laughs> Word. It's ruining everything. Oh god, yeah. But it was it funny, you know. Uh, you know, I was in Georgia and you know, you played that intro, that Chris Rock intro, and dude, he was saying, like, he can't find, number one, he can't find ammo, and when he does, it's so goddamn expensive, he can't even go on his, his normal uh, hunts yeah. and shoots. It actually is so, expensive now. We're kind of there. So, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, but he was saying that he's like, the government doesn't need any goddamn gun control because they're already doing it. And we just don't even realize it. Like, what, all of a sudden there's a fucking shortage? But they're saying, like, oh, people are buying this shit like crazy. Well, maybe that's not the case. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, I, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. But maybe, maybe he's got a point. Maybe they've shortened the, the supply of, of uh, bullets out there. See, it's funny you mentioned uh, the shorting of the bullets and, like, the bullet control Chris Rock again. Like, because I've been trying to figure out ways that we can fucking contribute in terms of this uh this gun control how we can make our mark and shit and uh i think i have our play ron for the fake ass radio show okay do i really <laughs> um, want to hear this yes ron you haven't seen bowling for columbine so you don't know what they did in that movie okay what they did was they found out who sold the ammunition to the kids who shot up Columbine and they got that store to completely stop selling all gun ammo. You know who that store was? No. It was fucking Kmart. Oh. Kmart. Another Michigan company. No. They used to have their fucking, yeah, they had their main headquarters here. Yeah. And they completely stopped selling ammo after Michael Moore's fat ass showed up with fucking Columbine victim kids in this movie, one kid is in like a wheelchair and shit. They just fucking put that pressure on him. That's how you get shit done. And I'm saying we do something like that. And that's why I'm hoping that it was like Meyer that sold the kid the fucking ammo, right? I'm hoping it's Meyer. Does it's, Meyer it's, sell that shit? I think they might still. For those that don't know, fucking Meyer is like a supermarket chain that's here in Michigan. I'm hoping it's them because if it is, they're, we're fucking absolutely starting a campaign. For them to cease all ammunition sales within 90 days. Just like fucking Michael Moore did in that fucking movie. I think we could do it. I think we just show up at their fucking doorstep with like kids who got shot up uh, at Oxford. And we just fucking, we just start showing off fucking bullet wounds of their PR person. Like that's where, that's, Uh. that's where the Meyer bullets went in right there. Right there. 
Uh, Ron, I'm telling you, it's money. It's money. No, no. It's money. It's a powerful statement, Ron. It's a powerful statement, and uh, and everybody wins. No. <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody. No, because they'll just go to Walmart and get it. <laughs> You're probably right. Fucking Walmart. God damn it. Shit. I didn't think about Walmart. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't think about Walmart. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, so I, your bit sucks. I wasn't joking. Walmart. Yeah, god damn it. I wasn't even fucking thinking about Walmart. God damn it. I wasn't even joking either. I was really going to do that. If it was if that shit came from Meyer. I was no. say, Ron, you need to book airfare and all that shit, man. I need you here. This shit's going to be serious. No, it's awful. We'll burn down the goddamn Meyer too, just like we burned no. down the parents' house and shit, man. We'd go right to Meyer. We burned that <laughs> no. motherfucker down, too. No. They spell that I, shit wrong any I, goddamn way. I'm glad I blew up that bit. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Fuck Meyer. <laughs> wow, they have nice produce there. Long lines. Long lines. You ever been to a fucking Walmart? Jesus Christ. It's been a minute. There's like just three go to fucking, K. Roger. Yeah, there, there, there's fucking three registers open for 10 million people. It's awful. That's how Meyer is. Oh. Anyways, motherfuckers ain't taking care of each other, man. That's what we got to do. We got to fucking take care of each other, Ron. That's what really needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's what really needs to happen. I don't know. Like in terms of the high school shootings and shit and uh, what's happening with our youth now, I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen there. It might start with just talking to the random nerd in the cafeteria. Just talk to a random nerd that you wouldn't normally talk to. Maybe. If only someone had, like, really spoken with this kid. Yeah, but... Or talk to him and listen to him, like... Dude, it's fucking... It's high school, Ron. The kid's in high school. He's 15. The world has always existed in the way that it is. There's always going to be... You know, somebody at the social hierarchy, you know, in whatever social system that you have. The problem is, is that normally when people had bad ideas, they didn't really have anybody to share them with. Now you have the world of rejects communing in areas of the internet where they can share bad ideas and where they can get support on these bad ideas and then they can carry them out. There's enough information on how to secure whatever they need to carry out horrible acts, whether it's the Taliban, whether it's... You're saying they're learning this off the internet? Well, no, I'm just saying that they have a network of other people that think the way that they do, but you didn't have that back in the day. And that's the world that we live in now. I mean, that's why you can have these groups form the... Capital attack, you know, that was all the orchestrated. Kid is, the, kid, I'm not, the, the kid is 15. I know, and, and everybody uses the internet, and everybody has Facebook groups, and and uh, not to single out Facebook, but there's Reddit, there's all 4chan, there's all this stuff where, I mean, that's, that's what the capital attacks were used for, you know. I mean, people were, you know, using forums to, to organize. And you can organize bad ideas in these public places because there's a, a plethora of them on the internet. And they see one shooting and, and you know, there's information on that. And, and there's, there's people who sort of empathize with this person. And, you know, he has his supporters, uh, even though it's fucked up. 
you know, there, there's people who glorify, you know, these kinds of people. And so there's that too, you know, I mean, there's a community for any fucked up idea that you, <laughs> that comes across in your head. And I think that is a huge factor in why we're seeing some of this extremism because we we're, we have seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, if this, somebody would have listened to this kid, I mean, it, or just told him, like, kid, like, dude, it's just fucking high school. You're in high school right now. You're 15. Kid, there's still time. Whatever you're going through right now, it's not the end of the world. Right. Not the end of the world, man. That fucking, that comes later after marriage and children and shit. <laughs> like, there's... There's still like some good shit that happens after high school for, for right. a little bit, right. right? I'm wondering, is it hard for kids to talk to other random kids at their school? I don't feel like that was a problem for us. Like when we were growing up, like well, talking to somebody out of your normal clique, well, like the, I, I, the oddball, yeah, you know, but, who you would yeah, perceive the to be the time, oddball. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, like I said, I mean, social media has changed that you know i mean kids aren't as vocal and they don't talk to each other in ways where we were i mean you and i you know growing mm -hmm. up as teenagers i mean okay. we were, you shit is were, a lot more impersonal now because yeah. of social media yeah and Good there's point. a lot more yeah and there's there's a different type of bullying that's going on because it's making its way onto social media cyberbullying has been talked about now for god over a decade now shit yeah, but dude, it wasn't a thing when we were 17 and 18. Like the internet was still new. Like MySpace hadn't even been been oh, created. It took like, like 20 minutes to cyberbully yeah. somebody like this. Yeah. this. The whole fucking screen had to fucking like process like, yeah. like all and the way have down. Have you seen like that that uh the social dilemma? Is it No, I've been dilemma? told to watch this yeah. shit and I never did. It's a so, bunch of years old now. So yeah, shit. like, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're seeing this shit since like 2008 since social media really really took off or somewhere around there or whatever the, to where we're seeing these huge huge problems well let's fucking um, tell media. these kids to get off the social medias let's try to fucking kill that shit for real it's not it's ingrained it's it's, it's ingrained into them you know i mean it's ingrained into adults now i mean it's we just a part of our lives now need to start talking to each other again that's what I real. We really got to start fucking talking to each other. And like, I'll tell you, you don't know how much better it's going to make somebody feel like some random person, you know, that random nerd that's just chilling there in the cafeteria who nobody ever talks to you. Go up and say, what up? Yeah. Chop it up different. with him for a bit. Like I said, I'm not going to say his name. I'll edit his name out. You remember, <laughs> you remember like, yeah, I used to chop it up with him all the time. Like I would always try to find my way over to him because like, I would never ever normally talk to him and uh, or, or associate with uh, somebody like that. So I'd always try to just kind of switch shit up like that. So I guess I'm not a stranger doing anything like this. I don't see why we can't get back to it. I can't answer that, but you know, it seems like it's, I don't know, it, man. It's, it's harder to, to, to kind of move backwards because we have a generation or generations that it's a part of their, their fabric. It's, it's a part they of who are they are. And so it's difficult because, you know, like I said, you know, I mean, you talk about the mental health aspects of, of social media, but then you're also seeing in Gen Zers that like 
how many of them uh, suffer from depression or uh, anxiety, how many of them are on, you know, some sort of anti-anxiety meds or depression meds. I, I think it has done something to the psyche of, of young people. People aren't um, talking to each other enough. That's why, like you mentioned, it's all so social media now, and it's all so it's, impersonal. But it's not. It's not just them. I think. It, I think it's done the parents. I, I think it's done <laughs> things to the parents too. You know, parents I, might be a little fucked up too. Yeah, and I, I you know, because we all bought into this system, and we we didn't really realize the power of it. Because look at it now. I mean. I had to delete so many fucking people, especially around the election time, just <laughs> election times, because it hasn't just been like one election because of, you know, I mean, dude, you saw how fucking the, the Russian <laughs> hackers or, or, you know, uh, you saw how the Russian hackers literally tore this fucking country apart. We had one of the worst and ugliest elections we've ever seen. And just people are so divided across political lines now. And that's all due to social media. You make a good point. So, I mean. We need to go backwards. Dude, like. It's going to be hard. But we got to go backwards. Like you said, we're going to have to. We got to fucking talk to the oddball. Get your ass into that cafeteria and you fucking chop it up with the guy who's sitting by himself, man. Yeah, but I don't know. It helps. It's going to help. I'm telling you, man. Talk to the oddball. Does it? Might be as simple as that. Does it? I don't know. I don't, motherfuckers, I don't know. These kids, they not. just, they need a better structure. They just need a better structure. I agree with that because, I mean, at eight years old, they're given this device, you know, this powerful fucking device in their hands that literally changed the world. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it's too much power. I, I think it is. And also, you know, Facebook used to be uh, you had to be 18 or older or basically you were you had a university. You had to have like a college. Uh, you had to have a Harvard EDU. <laughs> well, you didn't have to have a Harvard EDU. I think initially you had I, well, to. Well, initially, yes, you had to. <laughs> but I'm just saying it was it was like a it was a college thing. And. It was fun back then, and like, cause I was on it. Yeah, it's not but for college kids anymore. No, it's, it's not fucking up once our. Once you let boomers on there and shit, yeah. It, once you let boomers and kids on there, like it fucking sucks. Yeah, Everything I'm not on is Facetime. Not for everyone anymore. Scab D is not on Facetime anymore. Well, I, I, I am, but it, it, dude, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, if you want your Instagram to be is shitty as Facebook, then you can do the same thing. If you want your Twitter to be like that, it'll be that too. I just happen to be into like music and shit. So everything about my social media is like music, music and sports. This kid was on his social medias posting pics of guns and shit, talking about uh, being the angel of death or becoming death, some shit. That kind of shit, you see that, it goes without saying. Kids, if you see something say something yeah <laughs> if that well, makes any sense well did what you, i just said well, alert you your elders that, did you see that video uh i think it was a tiktok video and it was a kid that was actually in the classroom but at the beginning of the video the kid basically he he said well he followed through or 
He said he was going to do it. So you can hear a kid in the background in the classroom saying, oh, shit, he actually fucking did it. Yeah, it's the kid that's filming the video. Oh, wow. And basically he was like saying, well, this is on cue. That's fucked up. Yeah, I don't remember specifically what he said, but it something was like that could be false. Lines. Something like that could be false, though. No, they were in the classroom. Like it was actually taking inside the school. Oh, wow. And they ran across this, this courtyard. They snuck out the window and ran across this courtyard, and there were uh, police officers waiting for them. Damn. But no, it is an absolutely real video. Wow, I didn't see saying, that. Like, yeah, this is, this is basically on cue. He, he said he was going to do it. There you go. See, these motherfuckers dropping the ball and letting them go back to class is bullshit. Kids. I heard, I heard if that you there was like st- rules that like the, the parents didn't want to take them back home or something like that. And you can't, I don't know, like, I don't know. I mean, when we were coming up, dude, they used to kick us the fuck out of school. It didn't matter what. Like, they were just like, right. dude, you fucked up. You're staying home. But now they, they want to do in-school suspension and shit like that. No. Make a motherfucker leave and stay the fuck off campus. No, and if anybody is. fucking, and if he shows up to campus while he's suspended, you arrest his ass. You fucking chain the fucking doors up like goddamn, uh. Joe Clark. Like motherfucking Joe Clark and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. You're crazy like, Joe Clark. Dude, they started that shit when we were in school. There was no such thing as an in-school suspension. Right. Until like fucking what? We were maybe like what? Maybe like 1998. Yeah. 1998, 97. Exactly. And dude, and that's when we started seeing school shootings. Bring back out of school suspensions. You know what? If you want to go hang at the mall that day, that's fine. The mall. You're still suspended. Let's go back to the mall, son. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't go to the mall. Bitches, man. Whole lot of bitches. Saw a lot of bitches. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, broads. Shit. That that the Rolladium out on M59. (laughs) Skate World for me. Oh, Came from Sterling Whites. Fucking goddamn it, dude. We can't keep assuming everything's going to be okay with our kids in these schools, man. So, uh. No. Even if we can't fucking talk these kids down just being friendly to them uh then we got to go ahead and apprehend motherfuckers and psychoanalyze them right all else so right uh, but it's so different it's so different being a parent now you and i our parents weren't like helicopter parents i mean there was a lot of times where we were left on our own and absolutely sometimes my parents would just you know i'd be up in my room i'd be playing guitar or something like that or I'd just be chilling by myself, and they wouldn't come fuck with me. Like, they'd just be like, well, he's just in his room. Sometimes my dad would pop his head in there and ask me how I'm doing or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was just in there doing my thing, whatever it was, whether it was playing guitar or whether it was, like, listening to, to, to Green Day albums or No Effects right. albums or some shit like that. I'd just be listening to music or whatever, you know? But, like, now... It's like you leave the door closed at your house and you're not thinking that. You're not thinking the worst things. But, dude, I mean, there's all kinds of influences out there and they have the world at their fingertips. They have every idea about their self-image, about who they are, uh, these influences or whatever. And, And, like, it can be, dude, I think that 
that's a big difference because it was like, well, you know, my parents kind of let me figure things out and like, you know, you don't think like magazines did that to us in the nineties yeah. though. Like yeah, we they had did. magazines like, yo, yeah, but they girls, did, but... broads had Cosmo where they right, would read they the did. Cosmo and they would feel bad about themselves. And like, I yeah, would read they, the they... Rolling Stone and I would be like, yeah, oh, I never man. read Rolling Stone. I thought like, it was boring. I liked Rolling Stone. I uh, did. I read Guitar World magazine because it was more about, you know, playing music and Rolling well, Stone. Okay, so like you read fucking, you read about Dimebag, Daryl's doing a bunch of cool shit and you feel jealous. He's got this guitar, that guitar and shit, and you just feel jealous and shit. Like, it's the same thing. Magazines did to us then what the internet is doing to the kids now. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a little <laughs> bit more, uh, I think it's a little bit more dark, you know, because here's the thing. Oh, it's way darker. The web is darker. Dude, well, no, it, any Tom, Dick, and Harry has a fucking voice. That's the problem. There were a handful of writers who wrote for Rolling Stone magazine. It wasn't some fucking dude who lives in the basement of wherever. It was regulated because there were only so many voices. Now there's so many voices. There's a plethora of voices. There's, there's no end to bad ideas. You can hit one and just keep going. And so that's the problem is that any, any fucking asshole can, <laughs> can have a blog, can have a, a forum, can have a private chat, can, can do anything. So, dude, it, it's, it's, it's on steroids. Yeah. So, and it was local. You know, it was to our little, our little group, our, our group of guys. It was just a small fucking group here. Right. It's not like it's fucking, it's anybody. It's a fucking 50 year old guy yeah. trying to bang a 13 year old on the other end of a chat, <laughs> dude. It's like anybody who's got a internet dude, uh, connection, yeah. AKA a subscription. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's like, dude, like the, the, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's too much. It, dude, it's too much for me. There are times where I'm just like, you know what? I can't even deal with this fucking negative shit that I'm seeing on the internet. I just have to fucking, I just have to unplug. It's, it's fucking with me. I <laughs> well, stopped watching the news. Like, I don't even watch the news anymore. Just because it's like, it's so fucking awful. And after a while, it just starts to wear on me. So, it, well, Ron, it, let's... Uh... Let's not think about it anymore, man. Uh, yeah. Cause I don't, I honestly don't know what else to say about shit here, man. And uh, I got to get us out of this fucking somehow fucking. Yeah. I you're will. now tuned in to fucking uh, episode 156 ISIS alligator three. Check out parts one and two, uh, which are also about gun violence. It's uh, certainly a theme for this show and uh, a never ending story in this country. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Fake Ass Radio Show. This season on Empire, it's the story of how Lucius Lyon 
A rap mogul from the streets built an empire. I'm doing this for my family. His three children all vying for his company, oldest son and business partner Andre. I'm feeling a little bipolar white woman, bring me my pill. His talented son, singer-songwriter Jamal. Hey, I'm gay, but nobody knows. Don't tell my dad. Hey, where's my auto-tune? His youngest son and rising rap star, Hakeem. Hakeem about to drop his first album. Free, come. Free, 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 come. And Cookie, his ex-wife just released from prison. I'm Cookie, and half this shit be mad. Lucius Lyon will stop at nothing to protect what is his. But can he be trusted? Academy Award nominee, Terrence Howard as Lucius Lyon. I'm doing this for my family. Precious's Gabory Sidibe as his assistant. <laughs> and Tara G.P. Henson as Cookie. Half this shit is mine. All starring this season of Empire on Fox. This holiday season, remember the trick. The one that lets you skip the line and get your finger licking chicken finger licking quick. Mmm, smells like someone ordered ahead. back big ass radio show scam ron you know what this is ron oh, a blast from the past ain't my oh girl you from a classic movie, House Party. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Full force. Yeah. The song Hype. Instrumental version right here. Bringing us Absolutely. back in. Full force is in the movie. They are the funniest motherfuckers in the goddamn movie. They are absolutely killing it. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Did we just get, did we just get this by some punk motherfuckers? <laughs> Yo, we just got this by some motherfuckers in front of the girls. In front of these fucking girls. <laughs> I laugh so hard every time Full Force is on screen. It's funny you mentioned Martin Lawrence. I just watched Life last night. It's uh, on uh, what is it, Netflix? Netflix or HBO, uh, one of those two. Uh, yeah, I watched Life last night, too. Uh, yeah, some classic movie shit. Yeah, goddamn, that's a good movie, too. Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Life. Oh yeah. man, I love that movie. You gonna eat your cornbread? <laughs> no, no, no. He gonna eat his cornbread. You go ahead and fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like the last 
Uh, I mean, it's no Dolomite. Like, he kind of came back with Dolomite. Like, he kind of went stagnant for a little while, Eddie Murphy. Like, he kind of yeah, did some yeah. soft children's shit. Yeah. You know, that was the last, like, edgy Eddie Murphy movie for a while, I feel like. Yeah, it was and, good. Uh, now he's yeah. back. That Dolomite shit was great. Goddamn. Oh, it was so good. I didn't see it. I didn't. Oh, watch that shit. It's great. Eddie Murphy's know, back. Man. He's back. Know. He's back. Is he? He's back, Ron. He's not my favorite, though. Doesn't matter. He's still good. He's one of our people, so goddamn it. Yeah, you know? like, but, it's good okay, to see these so, guys still doing their thing. So here's the problem. I discovered Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor after uh, obviously seeing uh, Delirious and, and uh, Raw. Which All right, so yeah, I watched Scarface and Godfather after I watched Goodfellas and Casino. So I know, here? I know, motherfucker. <laughs> Raw is the better one. To me, Raw is better because he's absolutely more mature, more polished set. He is. It, and he doesn't sound like he he's not playing the off. broke guy. He's doing yeah. the rich guy. He's the rich comedian now. Right. But the first one sounds too much like Richard Pryor to me. And it's a little hacky. You're right. Delirious is. is a little hacky compared to Raw, where he's just yeah. like. Really starting to come into his own and like, God damn, I can't wait to see his fucking third special. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. And, and like, <laughs> and when, it just when, never happened when people when I tell people this, it, it, it's like I offend them. And I'm like, dude, like raw is so much better. Like, it, it's it's just better. It's just a better show. It, it just is. And, and so, however, you know, but it's kind of changed my opinion of Eddie Murphy. You know, after hearing, well, I don't want to say Paul Mooney because Mooney was Mooney and Mooney did what only Mooney could do. Right. And, and Pryor was Pryor. But, you know, these are Eddie, older cats. Right. Eddie Murphy would tell you that that, you know, Pryor was his his major influence. And so obviously it came out and, and Eddie Murphy was really young, you know, when when that came out in. And he was really young and successful, and so he kind of sounded like him. And that's okay. But I'd rather watch Raw. I, I can't even, you know, I can't even really watch Delirious anymore after running through all of the, the Richard Pryor that I watched. Because Richard Pryor is, it, it's, I don't know. It's like I thought I'm you were watching... gonna say because you don't like to hear Eddie Murphy say that faggots aren't allowed to look at his ass when he's on <laughs> stage, and you're just offended and triggered well, by it now. Well, but, no, because he mean, does that in that special. Well, he he goes into it uh, in, in the second one. You know, he was like, they "Gay were people are mad at me now." Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, well, he didn't say gay people. So so yeah, like I mean, he said the f word. You're right, but he did not say gay know, people. I cleaned it up a little bit. I, well, he <laughs> he actually said it, but he was like, "Man, they're mad at me." Like, what was he saying? He was just like, you know, they were chasing after me or whatever. And he's like, "Woo woo 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 woo," you know. He's on 24 yeah, hour homo yeah, watch yeah, exactly. at the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. And um and, and so yeah it was that one's funny that one's much funnier uh much more refined uh less like prior or whatever so yeah but that's why I love Chris Rock and and, and Chris Rock to me will always be my favorite comedian 
because he didn't sound like any of them. He didn't, to me, he never sounded like Pryor or uh, Red Fox or anybody. Even though I know he Chris Rock sounds like Red Fox. No. His kind of the same kind of delivery no. and like he kind of, there's, there's a cadence there, similar cadence. He, similar cadence, yeah, but, but anyway, his, his his ideas. His oh no no no! Ideas, different ideas, similar cadence though. Like you could see the inspiration. His you know ideas are totally different to me when it comes well, to yeah. a lot of black comedians, though. Which is good. He's original. So, so yeah, like he's to me, he's more original than than all those guys were. Going back and to so, uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy uh, doing his third special and like the possibility of ever seeing Eddie Murphy do stand up again. Like they said, he's uh, out there. He's, he's, he, he's trying material, like, what? like trying some material out. Is well, that not a, true. A cu- I don't know. All I know is that I've played it on a show a couple of years ago. I got it right here. I just pulled it uh, a couple of years ago. He was being presented an award somewhere. I can't remember where, but, uh, he was up there uh, accepting his award, and he did this. Bill, oh, Bill, Bill has one of these. Right after the Bill Cosby scandal. <laughs> did y'all make Bill give his back? <laughs> no, because I know there was a big outcry from people. They was trying to get Bill to give his trophies back. You know you <laughs> up when they want you to give your trophies back. Give his trophy back to him. He should do one show where he just come out and just talk crazy now. <laughs> I would like to talk to some of the people who feel <laughs> that I should give back my <laughs> trophies. Now, hey, here, there you here, go. Here's that's him doing a little stand-up for that's almost. Awesome. A, yeah, right. You know. Here's one thing that I do love about Eddie Murphy is that he's funny. He's like real funny. He's funny in life. The movie never, life that I just watched no, no, last no, no, night? No, no, he's funny like... He's very funny in that movie. He's, he's funny in interviews. He's like funny. He's just... He's charismatic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's like, a good he's guy. He's just a funny person. Good like, guy. And like it comes through. And, I'm not, and that wasn't meant to like say that he's a he's a rip off of richard Pryor or anything like that but he would admit it but he's funny though like he he's really funny you know he and, is. and and so just hearing him talk like you're always waiting for the punchline like he's always leading up to something and then and then you get get to hear his unique laugh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like that, that was right? Good. That he, was goes, good. he goes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, like that was that. good. That was good. I can boss it out. Yeah. I got an Eddie Murphy laugh. Yeah, I can do but that. But no, he's yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, like uh, I got to do the Eddie Murphy laugh. Yeah. Shit, I haven't done that. Yeah, so we I, went from can, house can, party yeah, to fucking yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh, it's because you mentioned Martin Lawrence, yeah, yeah. boomerang, <laughs> talking dirty in the dark. <laughs> Who was in JFK? Yeah, with yeah. Kevin Bacon. No, scab, that's, scab, that's exactly where we went, dude. Scab, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, Scav is up on his on his black comedy and his black films, man. No doubt. More so than most black people. No doubt. This motherfucker loves George Wallace, if that tells you anything. I don't fuck around. No, he's one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah. He's top five. Yeah. And that's top that, five for me. Yeah, then, then that's <laughs> he's Although you like five. Seinfeld, which I I, I don't like do Seinfeld. Mean? He works clean. 
what do you no, want? Seinfeld what do you want sucks. from me? Seinfeld for sucks. Me. His show was great, but his stand up's awful. He's fine. He's fine. No, his stand up's terrible. He's fine. I don't mind him. He's fine. No, his stand up sucks. He's fine. No. no. There's no, a blizzard. Not. Blizzard of comedy, Ron. No. Blizzard of comedy. Speaking of what, yeah, there was a fucking blizzard here. <laughs> I was living a few a few hours ago, god damn it, Ron. <laughs> it's a fucking blizzard. Dude, it got straight cold up blizzard. Too. Straight up blizzard. I'm fucking sitting here at my fucking computer and all of a sudden I, I just hear this noise from outside. It starts to fucking ramp up. It just starts to ramp up like a fucking jet engine. Yeah. Almost. And uh, I fucking I look up and it's just a fucking a whiteout of sideways blowing snow <laughs> across my window, wow. dude. It's crazy. It was crazy, Ron. I'm surprised we didn't fucking lose power over here. I'm sure there's fucking trees down somewhere. Bunch of trees, man. I've never seen anything like this in my life, Ron. Really? Seriously. I'm not even bullshitting. I'm not even bullshitting you. I'll send you some video. Maybe I'll post it on our fucking uh, Facebook. <laughs> See, and so our, uh, I our social medias and shit. Like, it was scary. I've never seen wind like this in my life. As I have, you know, I went crazy. to school up in the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. And I also lived in Petoskey. Yeah. So you and, probably know. Or even living in Kalamazoo, you get like, I lived in Kalamazoo. You get lake effect snow. And you that get it here comes too. You get it everywhere. The Great Lakes, they not so great. So, so yeah, <laughs> like I don't it's, mind it. Oh man. It was fucking horrible. They called off school in the Upper Peninsula in the Sioux area because there's still people that I know who have children now. And, this was uh, out of the blue. Yeah. Wow. This was out of the yeah, blue. It was the shit like looked like 100 mile an hour winds. Yeah, my dad said dude. that it was like 60 degrees like a couple days ago, right? It was loud as fuck. It was loud as fuck, dude. Are you scared? Yeah, I was a little freaked out. I won't lie to you, man. Because uh, it, it was so out of the blue and freak. This is a snow blizzard. What do you out mean? of the blue. Like, did you it not, was insane. I'll not, send you video. Well, no. Did you not uh, like watch the news or whatever? There was or nothing the about this reported. Nothing. Okay, so then this snow blizzard hits and shit. And uh, then 20 minutes later. Fucking 20 minutes later, it was sunshine and blue skies. Shut up. I'm not even lying. <laughs> no, I'm not even lying. Not. And you know that's how it is here, Ron. That's how no. it is. The weather here in Michigan, that's what happened. I don't that's believe how you. the weather is here. It fucking changes on a dime. I don't believe you. It's those goddamn Great Lakes of ours, man. They're not so fucking great. They're not so fucking great. It's all this not. fucking inclement weather and shit. Well, actually, you know what? My uncle did say What? Ron, I can't hear you. What? <laughs> what? Fuck you. My uncle did mention something uh, about that the other day, that it was uh, they were getting a blizzard or something. Oh, it was crazy, man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, you have. Not like this. It's Michigan. Not like this. It, it was, it, dude. It these were hundred snows. mile an hour winds. The these things were. They nuts. were a hundred mile an they hour. They were nuts, Ron. They were nuts. It was just fucking snow, sideways snow. Fucking hate the wind. What? You've never seen sideways snow? Not like this. Not like this. 
And it was just for like 15 minutes and then it was gone. Blue skies. Fuck crazy. Shut up. It was like a portal of hell just opened up for a second. <laughs> just in my neighborhood. And it was blowing perfectly up the street. It wasn't like sideways, like towards the house or away from it was up the street. Everything and then the, the sun action came was, out. And then the fucking sun came out and it was blue skies. Are you sure you weren't dreaming? I am not dreaming this shit up. It was fucking crazy. I don't know. Look crazy, dude. I don't know, man. It just reminded me of what's to come, man. Fucking winter. I fucking hate winter. I can't wait for spring. Why do you live in Michigan? I think you need to move permanently from Michigan and never go back. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Because you're like one of those people that hate winter. I don't hate winter, and I never have. Oh, I don't. I don't like it. Like it never never, uh, bothered me. I can't wait for spring to get here. Because Florida sucks, <laughs> and I know you like Florida a lot, but it's awful. <laughs> Fuck Florida. Florida a lot. Yeah, you do. You love Florida. Fucking Florida well, sucks. My mom lives there. So? I can't wait for spring to get here, where I can hear the sound of birds chirping in the afternoon, not a goddamn fucking snow yeah. hurricane going on and shit, man. That shit will be Anyways. fucking... It will be music to my fucking ears, man. Just move to L.A., I'm working on it, Ron. Speaking of goddamn music to my ears, you fucking uh, about ready to get into some fucking music tonight? Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, goddamn it. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. Here we go. And if music was the food of love, then I'd be a fat romantic slob. Music, it's my substitute for love. Oh, Rano, tell me something good. All right, so I didn't really put, like, any thought into anything. Sometimes that's the fucking best way to do it, man. Just straight up shoot from the fucking hip. There wasn't, like, a theme or anything that I had to go off of. You never need a theme here. Um, Well, I mean, my last theme I thought was pretty fucking great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't really anything that I really care to hear for um or i had throw your guns by onyx in the back of my mind no but i am going hip-hop which is surprising so i'm gonna go little brother light it up which now that i think about it it's kind of the theme for today's show okay to cut that out i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you well no it's not it's not it's just it's just a total uh yeah, it's just a good, I don't know, man. Like, it feels like almost like a, like a underground anthem. Like, I don't know. I just like it. It's on one of my playlists. And I was like looking for, you know, looking through like a Spotify playlist that I had. And I was like, I've been on the road uh, for the past week uh, doing some adult shit, some work shit, some inventory shit. So yeah, like I had my playlist going or whatever in Georgia, you know, I'm I'm driving, you know, two and a half hours south of Atlanta through some motherfucking cotton fields, getting angry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I throw out my hip hop and I roll my windows down and I'm like, I bet somebody say some shit to me. <laughs> All right. All right. Nope. I'm with you, Ron. I'm with you, Ron. 
I'm with you. I don't know anything about this shit. I can't give you any insight. This it's is just a what, good, what you was just feeling at that particular Yeah, moment. it's just a good fucking song. So, here we go. Light it up by Lil Brother on the Fake Ass Radio Show with Scav D and Rhino. Ah, uh, word. Check me out, baby. I'll be the one Fonte. Representing Lil Brother. Okay. 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 I'm now. Never be another. That's Fonte, Pua Ninth Wonder. And my man Big Doe, the son discovered. Getting freaky with them bras undercover. Take it way back like Mr. Lover Lover. Hey, yo, we keep it running like this. Top of the dome, light it up with a kiss. Fonte, the style player. Body goes, peace out, niggas. I'll see you later. Fonte coming through just like Big Tabor. On the top of the dome, doing the playback. Because it's just like, yo, I didn't say that. The most magnificent, who speak the omnipotent, for the omnipotent, complicate plenty simple tense. I got enough friends to last my life, fuck your feelings in your hometown rights, the stage is mine if I rock the mic, lead the love up the path tonight, it's due time to set a couple niggas straight and get this beef off my chest plate, uh, bitch niggas trying to frustrate, dap you up on the low, really hate, is that the price of cats being too great, can I live without you all in my face, in your hands out, see that's the shit that I be talking about, behind your back, faggots running in their mouth, just stick a dick in it and have a seat, homie. Let us step to the forefront. Major display all up in your storefront. That's what the people want. The champs back in here. Let's shout the name out loud and clear. We light it up. Ready to assassinate Rocking the Gordon Gartrell With seven buttons Still I fascinate This politics Should have ruined kids Niggas be thinking Just because we tight That means music is That ain't the way it work dog. Go examine your roots Look niggas dead in their eyes Start demanding the truth Producer not properly Commanding this loop I ain't saying it's whack That shit have won a Grammy on mute I'm like the half-crazed Man on the roof The ex-Vietnam vet With no heart Panhandling loop With a Mac-10 Rage to shoot ya Fonte's a big dog Better get your bitches Spade the nudie. Last year been praised and tooted. Radio heads downloaded my shit. The OK computer got plans to shine. Style three times dope. Like Easter Standard Time, and I'm gon' handle mine. Let's light them up, baby. For real. And it's like this, y'all. Keep it running.
That's good. Uh, uh, uh. Forgot Throwing out that, that vibe. That vibe. I forgot about that one. Shit is good yeah, shit. Goddamn, little brother. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a minute. Yeah. So it's this fucking ninth wonder. Yeah. Ninth wonder putting down the fucking beats. Yeah. Fucking with the rapper Big Pooh, Fonte, North Carolina. Yeah. So. North Kakalaka. Yeah. Which is actually where my family's from. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling through Georgia. You know, Ron, I think I will try to uh keep it with that vibe. I'm gonna play a new group. Uh right. they're out of the uh California area. Word. What can I say about these guys? These guys are a uh, a new collective from uh, Top Dog Entertainment called A Room Full of Mirrors. It's all lowercase, all one word, by the way. That's how they stylize it. Everybody stylizes their fucking names now. The label's president, Top Dog Entertainment's president, Terrence Henderson, he goes by the name of Punch as uh, a member of this group, and... Uh, yeah, he just got a bunch of motherfuckers together, man. It's an eight-person collective that is uh, that consists of uh, a lot of battle cat motherfuckers like Daylight, who I'm pretty sure is from Compton or some shit like that. Okay. He's, a, he's like a Los Angeles battle rapper. Nice. Uh, you, uh, some other cats and shit. Uh, you got a female MC called uh, Lyric Michelle here. There's a lot going on. Got some producers uh-huh. hooking shit up. Uh, I expect big things from these motherfuckers, especially being on Top Dog Entertainment and everybody on that label, you know, uh, fucking Kendrick, uh, yeah. everybody, yeah, man, yeah. all the everybody who's on that shit. There's going to be nothing but good shit. Uh, they just put out an EP a couple of days ago called Money Bags, and uh, every vibe you want in the world is on this shit. You want to get nasty and fucking break some shit, you can listen to this song. Uh, you want to get sentimental about some shit and listen to this song. You want to fucking do some shit like what Ron did and just kind of ease back. You listen to this song that I'm about to play right now. Uh, it's called West Side (laughs) from the album or or from the EP Money Bags. This is a room full of mirrors. Big ass radio show. Scab. Rano. Uh, the gin and juice make my dog so corrupt I lay on my tea, I'm selling cocoa and dust I leave you underground, what I pack or back me up Got shooters on 10 if you try me to mack a bus Uh, no gas money, I'm driving easy on E New some alcoholics in baggy jeans and king tees Granny a diabetic, but I keep her sugar free Still I have no patience, someone call a doctor please Glocks with red dots, I've been a top dog Hand game nice, I'm throwing cues to knock your block off Cold name Cooley if the spot get too hot, dog, and I'm too quick for a groupie, she just a lost cause. Don't fall for the game, this shit be selling dreams. This for all my YGs, that's too short for the league. What you got on my 40? Water dripping, nigga, please. Made a marathon continue. Nipsey hustle, rest in peace. This for all my real G's, nigga. I don't know they do it like it's snow 
started from the west side My fight with the east coast was different Age 8, 9, it was state lines Chopped the major grapevine Caution hurt us Understand what I'm saying when I tell you I am dying for a Hawkins burger Ain't no marking those who went to Markham They're trained marksmen when the road started Them towers left some warm souls cold-hearted But they ain't no Dreamville Headshot got a lot of dreams killed But still seen top popping Rock popping, making dope sales Childhood road dog Stories that I don't tell like No algae in the house looking famous Just G.I. telling us all who fame is Uh My 103rd eye open Soaking knowledge from my OGs is potent NAACP, proceed cautious A place to be found Surrounded by many lost Home away from home Let them know what I'm all about Country hopping on the regular But I ain't never talk too loud But still in my chest Fuck on your bitch and do this shit for fun Just pick us real quick Stay stepping out here in the west side sun I know what they do for me California dream This is different. It's like this is raw. This is like real shit, dude. Like you see those nice studios, dude. Like no, that's a fucking garage. You can tell, and it looks fucking badass. Like how the fuck did you build all that shit in your garage, dude? Like he's like instantly, I'm interested. Like literally like this dude like gave me his personal number and was like if nothing else is nothing else like dude like you need to contact me like personally we're talking about rano being at the uh recent uh music convention near his uh hometown there and uh talking about his home studio which he is now in tonight for the first time right Ron? yes yes I like am. your inaugural uh yeah, out in the garage and shit. You've been in just in a bedroom and shit, doing your shit on a fucking laptop and shit. Now you're on all your shit. Well, no, it's not actually a laptop. It's a Sweetwater custom build computer. Well, okay. It's a compact or whatever, and I found it for cheap or whatever. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a fun computer. I like it. So that's what you've been but using yeah. the first few episodes and shit. Yeah, now it's, I- yeah, it's a little. Uh, now I'm in my studio, like, of epic proportion. This was my. I would say it's of epic purpose. It is. It is. There For is uh, being in a garage, like you were saying. Like I can't believe this motherfucker's got this shit in the garage. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, You're kind of a gearhead. I am. I'm a a, a, a massive gearhead. Gearhead. You got some mics, man. You got some microphones and shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's all it's appropriate that you're a podcaster now. I feel like that uh, it we is. get to exercise. 
some of these microphones and shit. What were you using uh, on the first few episodes, Ron? I was using between the, episodes one fifty two and uh, five. I was using a Shure SM seven B, which is um, which I call the Thriller mic because right. uh, Michael Jackson used it on Thriller, and it's just a dynamic mic. You can see it on almost every fucking. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that use them. I believe Joe Rogan uses them. I've seen them there. But you're not using that tonight, though. No, I am not using that. I'm using it. What actually, are you on tonight? I'm actually using a cheaper microphone, which I just kind of like it. It's uh, but that 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 SMB is a is a dynamic microphone, and now I'm using a um a condenser microphone, which is different, and I'm using it in AKG C1000S. And um, these things have been around forever. They used to be, well, actually still a lot of studios keep them. I haven't heard a lot of people use them for voiceover, but I have seen people use them live for voice uh, or whatever. They're only about $200 brand new. Uh, you can find them on the used market anywhere from like 75 to 100 bucks or something like that. But they're pretty great mics. Okay. Um, and like I said, it's a condenser mic. But uh, a lot of that's times- what I'm also using. I've been using since I've started the show. I've been on the same AKG C212, Ron. No, it's 214. 214, yeah. the, the yeah. AKG. So uh, the sound of scab yeah, is yeah. Uh, the AKG 214 the whole time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And if that, anyone wants to take yeah. note of that, and that one, but, yeah, costs between more Ron's mic and the one that you're mm -hmm. using uh, tonight, Ron. I mean, you've got a plethora of mics. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you should just keep it going. I think next episode you should use a different mic. I and, will. Uh, I will. We how about see I use? How okay, so you have the two fourteen. I actually have the step up from that. Uh, the four fourteen. No, I have a three fourteen, and then oh. I have the warm audio uh, four fourteen. Okay, so you, that's the stereos. No, uh, the warm audio. I bought a. I bought a pair of them. <laughs> oh, okay. because uh okay because i like to i like to buy mics in pairs uh i okay. like i like things in pairs like titties and balls uh, all right there you go there you go <laughs> like uh so, so <laughs> and um i'm actually going through uh a different preamp too if you're into preamps uh i'm going through uh what is that that is a Focusrite ISO one. Okay. So uh, get into the gear. Yeah, it's it's about a six or seven hundred dollar mic preamp. So uh, get your dollars up if you want to go through my signal chain, son. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm using this Digi yeah. O2 over here. I've been using yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. forever, well, and I love it. Oh no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about converters too, because I'm going through a different set of converters. I'm going through the RME. Well, there's no converters or anything like that over here. There's nothing crazy. I'm going through the RME going Digi on. face. So <laughs> the Digi face. I love my RME, dude. I'm telling you, man. The Germans know how to make good shit. They just do. Oh, I'll agree with that. My uh, iron is German. My vacuum is German. <laughs> absolutely. I'll absolutely agree with you. Uh, so speaking yeah, of German, I get, okay, so what do you want me to do? Do you want me to, to do the AKG 314 next week? 
Or yeah. do you want Let's me to Let's hear how do, it sounds compared to my mic. Or do you want me to do some German shit? I got the Neumann uh, TLM 102. No, we'll get into some Neumann shit okay. some other day. Let's All see right. how you, uh, the step up from my mic sounds. Okay, and then the one after that, we'll do the warm, uh, the warm 14s. Yeah. Keep it with the condenser mics for a little bit. Right. They're the 14s, but they're like the fucking knockoff uh, AKG 414s. All right, so, there you go. I was trying to understand what that meant, but now, okay, I got it. But yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I mean, you really got to get your dollars up for a nice pair of uh, the 414s. You really yeah. do. Yeah, they're um, like $2,100 or some shit, right? Yeah, they, they can be. Uh, they can they can get up there, and you know, just depending on on, on what. But I have a mic collection of uh, somewhere between 70 and probably 80 microphones, so. And we're going to test yeah. every single yeah. fucking one of them each and every yeah. week on the fake ass mm-hmm. radio show. Yeah. It, Rano. So that'll be, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll get into that. that if anyone has any questions on gear, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, plugins, DAWs, you know, uh, anyone getting into recording their own music, home studio. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So that is what I'm going to focus my instagram on because and maybe um, a youtube page yeah i you might should do a youtube i page. might throw out a youtube there uh you know actually i'm in the works of that i really am you got to learn how to edit some video and shit but yeah dude no you can absolutely do i that mean shit. i've edited video before so like well, all right but it's been a long time um that's what i have this mac over here for and it's an older mac but like i just want to do video on it like basically video and, and shit like that, but yeah, I have a a nice old tower, and you know it just works. Yeah, and I have another set of different converters that I really really like in those, so I still don't want to put this Mac to bed because it works, and I only pay yeah. like yeah, and so uh, it, it's a good computer. Edit the video on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be like my video editing computer. So yeah, like that's that's basically what I want my socials to be. Uh, the, where the where, can, where are your social medias at? Well, right now, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Ledwell Music, and uh, that's L E D D W E L L Music. There you go, Scav D. That's me, short for Scavage Detroit. I think I'm all over the fucking interwebs. Fucking uh, hit me up, holler at me. I'm all over on everything. SoundCloud. That's where you get the uh, the latest sex, drugs, and drum and bass. Uh, again, there'll be a new rendition of that coming out uh, early February. It's going to feature all of the uh, best drum and bass from uh, this year. And the Vegas Radio Show also has the social medias. Give us the uh, Google and uh, hit up everything you see from us on there. Hit on all the links, support all the sponsors, support your local podcast. All right. Yes, sir. There's really nothing better. You so listen on good pods yet. I didn't Ron. you know? Yeah. Listen on the fucking good pods. Everyone should listen on the good pods. Cause it's nice to be on those charts every couple of weeks. That's kind of how we do. Yeah. We get up on there. And then like after a week, we drop the fuck off. Cause we don't, you know, we're every other week now. So you know, we get up there and then we drop off and then we get up there and then we drop off. So it's fun to see that shit, you know, and it's uh, fun that everybody else gets to see our name on there. Word. So, 
Listen on the good pods. Download the app and listen there, okay? Leave us the reviews, too. The reviews absolutely fucking help. So, with that, I'm Scav. And I'm Rhino. And this is the Fake Ass Radio Show. Have a good night. <laughs> Morning. Whatever you're listening, we're fucking glad that you are listening. Thank you. Also, very, very much. Good day. Say good night, Rhino. Good night, Rhino. Ha, ha, ha.